Erev Tobin, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We are in the Zerah Shimshon on Parsha Shmini. Uh, please stay tuned after we finish a piece of our piece on Shmini, and we'll be taking a look, uh, God willing, at a uh, section from uh, the Haggadah as well. Uh, we are uh, on Os Gimel, section three. And in order to understand this section, we're going to look at a couple of psukim. The first uh, psukim are in our Parsha. This is Perak Yud and Sefer Vayikra, of course, Parsha Shmini. And this is Pasuk Beis. It says as follows, the, the Torah is telling us about the death of the two sons of Aharon. And it says, Hashem, And a fire came out from before Hashem, Vatochal Osam, and it consumed them Hashem, and they died in front of Hashem. This is uh, Nadav and Avihu, uh, Aharon's two oldest sons. Vayomer Moshe Aharon, and Moshe said to Aharon, Hu Asher Diber Hashem Lemor. This is what Hashem uh, spoke, saying, Bikrovai Ekadesh. Uh, amongst those closest to me, I will be sanctified. And in front of all of the people, I will be honored. And Aharon was silent. So here we, we uh, learn, this is the section, these two psukim are taken from the section uh, in, the, in the Torah where it tells us about the death of Aharon's two sons. And then that episode is recounted very briefly in uh, Bamidbar, in Parshas Bamidbar. So we're going to look at two psukim there that are very relevant and very important. So this is Parshas Bamidbar, Perak Gimel Pasuk Dalid, and it says as follows, Vayomas Nodav Avihu Lifnei Hashem, and Nodav and Avihu, again, those are Aaron's two oldest sons, died before Hashem, Behakrivam Eish Zara Lifnei Hashem, uh, when they brought a strange fire in front of Hashem, the Midbar Sinai and Midbar Sinai, Uvonim lo hoyu lohem, and they had no sons, Vayechahen Elazar ve'isamar, and their brothers, Elazar and Isamar, those are Aharon's two youngest sons, served as Kohanim al pene Aharon avihem. Uh, in front of Aharon, their father. And that's, as Rashi says, and as most Mephorshim say, that means during the lifetime of Aharon, uh, Elazar and Isamar took over for the two sons who had died, Nadav and Avihu, and they began to serve as Kohanim. So all of the psukim that we just read, are the Zerah Shimshon's going to refer to them. So let's go right to the Zerah Shimshon. Again, Oskimel, in the Sefer, it's on page uh, Lamed Vav, Daf Lamed Vav. Medrash, the Zerah Shimshon starts with the Medrash Rabbah. Al Pasuk Hashem. So the Medrash Rabbah comments on the Pasuk of, uh, that says, after the death of Aaron's two sons, when they died in front of Hashem, the Medrash says, Uvanim lo hayu lahem. And as we know, that's a quote from the Pasuk in Bamidbar. And they did not have children. So Nodav and Avihu had no sons of their own. And the Medrash comments, Ilu banim, if they had had sons, uh, then their sons, Nadav and Avihu's sons, would have had precedence, would have come first, uh, the brothers, Elazar and Isamar, in terms of serving uh, in the place of their fathers. Call Hakodem Benachala, and the Medrash now uh, enunciates, uh, articulates a rule. Whoever comes first in the laws of inheritance, kodem bechavod, 
also comes first in terms of inheriting uh, a parent's uh, honor, honor or honorable position. This is only true if the child uh, follows in the path and follows the actions and customs of his father. Adkan Lashono until here is a quote from the Medrash Rabbah. So before the Zerah Shimshon continues, let's just pause to understand what's happening here. The Medrash is teaching us something very important, and that is, it's, it's telling us that the only reason Elazar and Isomar took over the positions of Nadav and Avihu, who died in this incident, was because Nadav and Avihu did not have their own children. If Nadav and Avihu had had their own sons, and of course, if those sons were old enough, then those sons would have stepped into their father's place. And the, and, and the Medrash Rabbah says, and, and it follow, the reason for that is because we follow the laws of Nahala, of inheritance. And if a person, if a man were to die, then his property would go to his sons. Only if he did not have sons would it then go to a brother. So the same thing is true here with the positions, and, and, and the Medrash Rabbah refers to as kavod, the positions of honor that Nadav and Avihu had would have gone to their sons, had they had, again, adult sons, sons old enough to take over for them, but because they did not have sons, their positions went to Elazar and Isamar, their younger brothers. That's what the Medrash Rabbah is telling us, and it also added that the sons only take over if they are fit and appropriate to fill the shoes of the parents, and we'll see that becomes a very important point for the Zer Shimshon. Let's continue now. Makshim, so the Zerah Shimshon says, we ask a question. Hechi yolif mihacha, how can we learn from here, she'im ein ha'ben nohe kamin that if the son does not follow in the, in the righteous paths of his father, dahainu she'eno memale mokom aviv, which means he's not, a, he's not fit to fill the place of his father, or he's just completely uh, unfit uh, at all. In other words, you could have a very good person, but maybe they're not good enough to take over for the, for, in the position that the father has. But that's the first scenario. Or you could have a completely inappropriate person at all who couldn't possibly be considered a candidate for the, for the high position that the father was holding. Eno Yoresh Kivodo. How do we know that such a son, again, who's not fit to take over for the father, uh, does not inherit his honorable position? So the Zerah Shimshon's question is, the Medrash presumably is looking at the Pasuk and the incident with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Nadav and Avihu and their death, and it's learning from there. It's actually learning out from there. That is its source. That's the Makor. It's learning out from there. Hey, two laws. One, that uh, Elazar and Isamar only took over because Nadav and Avihu didn't have sons. And it's also learning that if you have son, but if a person dies and the sons are not appropriate, that they don't take over the father's position. So the Zer Shimshon says, okay, we might agree with that second law. It certainly makes sense, Misvara from logic, that the son shouldn't take over if they're not worthy. However, where did the Medrash Rabbah see that in the Pesukim? How did the Medrash Rabbah deduce that or infer that from the Pesukim? That's his starting point question. Let's continue in the second paragraph. Venaktim Medrash Acher. We first have to look at a different Medrash. Huva Sham which is brought there in the Medrash Rabbah, close by the Medrash we just looked at. So uh, we're going kind of right back to where we were a moment ago in the Medrash Rabbah. And here's a quote. 
Rabbi Yochanan b'shem Rabbi Levi Omar. Rabbi Yochanan said, uh, in the name of Rabbi Levi, lo mesu b'nei Aharon, the sons of Aharon did not die, ela al yedei shelo hayu lahem bonim, except through the fact that they did not have sons. That's a very unusual statement. Let's just continue to see the next unusual statement in the Medrash Rav. Abachanan Omer, Abachanan says, Al Hayu Lahem It was through the fact that deaths of the deaths of our own sons came about through the fact that they were not married, that they did not have wives. So of course there's a, a, a discussion in the Medrash Rabbah about um, these two reasons, and the Mephorshim talk about what, what's the, what, how, how, did, you know, how does this make sense, and there are other reasons given over there in the Medrash Rabbah, but for our purposes, to focus on the Zerah Shimshon's point, he says, um, think of, of, of these two reasons, A, that, that the sons of Aaron, Nadav, and Avihu did not have sons, and then B, lesser, for his purposes, of less importance, is the second follow-up quote, it's because they weren't married. So let's see what he says. The Hikshu Hamaforshim and the and the commentators ask, and because they didn't have sons, that led to them being high of Misa, that led to the death penalties that were enacted. What could they have done? That means if a person uh, it's not completely in a person's control whether or not he has children. So yes, it's true that a person it's, it, it can get married, but if a person is married and trying to have children, then it's not within that person's control. So what, what does it mean that somehow they were Chayav Misa because they didn't have sons? And for us, there's another question. How did Moshe, how was Moshe able to say, who I share Diber Hashem Lemor, this uh, episode of our own sons of Nadav and Avihu dying is what Hashem referred to when He said, "Bikrovai ekhadesh." With those close to me, I will be sanctified. How could Rashi say that? And the Zerushimshon will continue to explain this question. Upirish Rashi, and Rashi explains on on uh, Moshe's statement, "Shehem gedolim mimeni mimeni umimeka." Moshe said to Aaron. Your sons who died are greater than, uh, than myself and than you are, Aharon. So Moshe made a, a very powerful statement to Aharon, in which he said, when we talk about, when God talks about being sanctified through those closest to him, he's referring to your sons. And your sons are even closer, even greater spiritually than the two of us. So the Zerah Shimshon says, how could, how could Moshe say that? The Haloba Perakama de Brachos, it's stated in the first Perak of Mesephus, Brachos, Maskinon, we conclude, Dehecha de lo havale bonim klau. If a person uh, suffers a situation in which they are not blessed with uh, sons at all, with children at all, lo havu yisurin shall ahava. This is not considered a punishment of love. And let's pause here for a second. That Gemara, the Gemara in Brachos is talking about different kinds of sufferings uh, that a person can undergo. And the Gemara describes something called, a phenomenon called Yisurin Shel Ahava. Suffering because Hashem loves a person, meaning that the person has done nothing wrong that's connected in any way with this suffering that comes upon them. 
However, they are on such a high spiritual level, such a madrega, they're so, so righteous that Hashem sometimes brings suffering on them in order to, to have their experience in Olam Hazeh in this world be a less pleasurable one, and therefore it multiplies their sachar, their reward, in the next world in Olam Haba. And because they are of such a righteous spiritual level, that's, that's something that they would want. That's something that they cherish. They're, 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 they're less interested, they're less focused on their experiences in this world, and certainly in pleasure in this world, and they're uh, almost single-mindedly focused on, on, on schar and reward and spiritual reward in the world to come. So the Gemara and Bracho says that's Yisur and Shel Ava, that sometimes Hashem brings uh, suffering on a person in order to, to, uh, to increase their reward in the next world. But the Gemara there says if a person doesn't have children, then that is not, does not fall in the category of Yisur and Shel Ava. So the Zer Shimshon says if Aharon's sons were not Zoha to have children, then that would indicate in some way that they were lacking in merit, they were lacking in Zechuyos. If they were lacking in Zechuyos, how did, why did Moshe say to Aaron, your sons are greater than you and I, your sons are such tzaddikim and such a high madrega that they're closer to Hashem and they're even greater than the two of us if we see that they were lacking in Zechuyos to the extent that they weren't blessed with children. That's the Zer Shimshon's uh, question. Now he's going to continue. It makes sense according to the other reasons, and we didn't see those reasons, Zer Shimshon didn't quote them for us, the other reasons that were brought in the Medrash Rabbah about why uh, Aharon's sons um, ultimately suffered the, 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 the deaths that they suffered, and now he's going to give examples, Oshelo Nasu Nashim, possibly it was because they, they chose not to get married, or because when they brought their offering of fire, they were not wearing, they were missing their me'il, one of the special garments that a Kohen is supposed to, uh, that is a Kohen is supposed to wear, that a Kohen Godel is supposed to wear when bringing the kind of offering that they brought. So they were missing, it was chaser, they were missing it. And the Medrash Rabbah suggests those two reasons as, as other possible reasons why they suffered the fate that they suffered. So the Zer Shimshon continues, Aron. So the, the Korban Aron explains our answers. In general, Hashem always protects the feet, the path the, the, of, the, of his Hasidim, of his pious ones. Except in this case with Aaron's sons, Rotzashiyu Shogigim Be'eze Yisrael. Hashem wanted, it was Hashem's plan that they would unintentionally do a certain, violate a certain prohibition. And God did not protect them from the sin. He did not protect them from committing a sin. Why? Because God wanted the bias, the, the, the temple, or at that time it was in the Midbar, so it was the Mishkan, to be sanctified specifically through them. The Hakadosh Baruch Hu lo avidina below dina, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu never carries out a judgment unless it can be justified. Va'ayin Shum, see there in the Korbanaro. So, what the Zerushimshon is saying is that if the sons of Aaron, if Nadav and Havihu had actually done something wrong, for example, they didn't wear the proper clothing when they brought the the offering that they brought, or they were they didn't follow the mitzvah to get married and they didn't get married 
So then we understand what the, the dynamic over here, which is Hashem knew that they were extraordinarily righteous people. He wanted, their, uh, to, he wanted them to be in a situation where they would commit a kind of sin. And as the, as the quote said, they would commit it unintentionally in the sense that they, that they didn't realize the full consequences of their actions. And then they would be punished with their death. And this would sanctify Hashem's name in the sense, as Rashi actually says uh, on our Pesukim here, that people would, would forevermore remember the lesson of these two great tzaddikim dying because of what they did. And they would understand the incredibly high level of sanctity that the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash have and the incredibly high level of care and, and uh, even fear that we have to have when we're doing anything related to the Mishkan and later the Beis HaMikdash. So Hashem wanted that lesson to be an eternal lesson that came, come, came from the deaths of our own sons. But that only fits if they had done something wrong. But according to this reason that they didn't have sons, that's difficult. How could Moshe say they were so righteous and yet, and yet they did a little type of sin? And that's why this whole thing happened. In the case of the not having the sons, that's not connected to a sin on their part. Let's continue. The Yesh Lomar de Issa Medrash, and we can say that it is stated in another Medrash. This is from the Yalka Trimoni. Uh, it's based on, a, it's quoting a Pasuk in Tehillim. Al Pasuk Viroa im Derech Otsev B. This Pasuk uh, comes from Tehillim Perakuflam and Tess. And at the end of that Perak, David HaMelech is saying to Hashem, Test me, test me, and examine my actions and see if I'm worthy or if I'm corrupt in any way or if I'm insincere in any way. And David is trying to hash, say, Hashem, I want to be totally judged as righteous and pious and, and committed um, to you on the highest level. That's, that's the kind of theme that David is talking about when this Pasuk is quoted there at the end of that parak in Tehillim. So the, so the Yalkut Shimoni says as follows, Omar David David said in front of Hashem, Ribona Shalola, if in the future I'm going to give birth to children, so this was before David HaMelech had children, and they are going to anger you. If you see that in the future some of my children are going to cause problems and anger you, then it would be better for me if I were to go childless. Until here's a quote from the Yalkut Shimoni. So David Amelech's commitment to Hashem was on such a high level, and his saying to Hashem, test me, examine me, went to the extent of saying, not only me, David Amelech said, not only me, test future generations and see if I'm going to have children that will not be worthy and that will cause you uh, Hashem, that will go against your word, and if so, I'd rather be childless, David Amelech said, according to the Yalkut Shimon. Im Kain, if so, Misha Hutzadit Gomor, then we see that someone who is a, a, is a complete tzaddik, and Hashem has chosen that per person to have a very special role. If that person is destined to have children who will, whose actions will anger Hashem, then Hashem will do a tremendous kindness with such a righteous person, to to close off his wellspring, meaning to prevent him from having children, so that he won't bring wicked children into the world. 
Ukimosha also Noah, just like Hashem did regarding Noah. That's a reference to the fact, and Rashi brings it down in Parshas Noah. That's a reference to the fact that Noah did not give birth until he was 500 years old. But if you look at his contemporaries, you see that they were giving birth at a much earlier age. And so the Medrash brings down, and Rashi quotes it, that uh, had Moshe had his children earlier, I'm sorry, not Moshe, Noah, had Noah had children earlier than 500 years old, they would not have been righteous. And so Hashem prevented him from having children until the circumstances were such that he was older and everything would fit that his children that he would give birth to at that, at that time, uh, he would have the ability to bring righteous children, uh, uh, righteous children into uh, the world. So we see the same idea uh, by Noah that's reflected in the Pesach and Tehillim by David HaMelech. And this is what Moshe was referring to when he said, This is what Hashem spoke to me about Nadav and Avihu being so righteous. Since Hashem said to me, I will be sanctified to those closest to me. Now I see that it's not you, Aaron, and it's not me. It's your two sons, your two oldest sons. And the fact that they didn't have children, and one might think that that shows that they were lacking in zechuyos in a certain regard. No, Mishum Shitsipa Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shelo Yu Bnehem Ruuyim. It wasn't because they were lacking in Zechuyos. It would be. It was because Hashem saw that they were destined to have children who would be unworthy, and therefore Hashem saved these Sadikim uh, Gemurim, uh, these completely righteous men, from having uh, bringing such children into the world. And again, the Zer Shimshon has developed that that was the prayer of David HaMelech, and that's when, uh, what happened in a similar vein with Noah, and that's exactly what Hashem did with Nodav and Avihu. Now let's go back, and the Zer Shimshon is going to go back to his original question and tie everything together in this last paragraph. And now the Medrash that we quoted in the beginning learns, call everyone who comes first in inheritance uh, comes first for kavod. And only if the sons are, have, the, have the correct um, type actions to follow in the footsteps of their fathers do they take over the positions. Because the Pasuk says, the Pasuk that we saw in Bamidbar says, died, and they didn't have sons, Mishum Hachi. And it's because of this, Vayachahin Elazar, that Elazar and Isamar began to serve in the place of Nadav and Avihu. So the Medra says, if they had had children, if Nadav and Avihu had had children, then it would not have been fulfilled that Elazar and Isamar took over for their for their brothers, because the sons would have taken over, as we said before, for Nadav and Aviyu. Because it's the sons who take over the father's positions as long as they're worthy. And from this incident, we can also learn the sons only take over if they are appropriate. And not if they're inappropriate. If they don't follow in the path of the fathers. Because Nadav and Avihu, Aaron's oldest sons, they were so 
so knowledgeable about and so close to Hashem, that Hashem never would have allowed them to have children that were not appropriate, as we saw before, as we established in the previous paragraph. The Adarab, and just the opposite, it is because they were destined to have sons that weren't appropriate, that's why Hashem prevented them from having children. So the Zerah Shimshon says, we see that the Medrash Rabbah does in fact, is in fact able to learn out from this incident both laws. The law is that it is the sons who take over for the fathers, and the, and the adjunct law to that, that only if the sons are appropriate and roy to fulfill the father's positions. Why? Because Nadim and Abihu's sons, if they had them, could only have been the most righteous people, uh, the Zerah Shimshon says. But because he would, they were destined not to have righteous sons, they were held back from having um, children at all. So the Zerah Shimshon has tied uh, all of the different pieces uh, together uh, here. And, and certainly there's a, 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 such an important takeaway for us, which is that the uh, idea of how we raise our children, as we know, is incredibly important. And here there's Eric Shimshon saying it's so important that we raise children who, at the least, of course, we want more for our children that they should, that they should fill our places. But at the very least, we raise children who have our, share our values and, and grow up with our, inculcated with our values so that they can take over for us. And of course, God willing, we should be zocha to have children who exceed what we do and supersede what we do and, and go to even a higher madrega and a higher spiritual level. Yasher Koach uh, to everyone for participating in, uh, in the Parshat, Parshat Shmini, and uh, God willing, we'll, we'll uh, get together next time.